0: Welcome to the Balance and Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Marie, a mindset and weight loss specialist, as well as a fitness business mentor for women with health goals, CEO aspirations, or just wanting to uncover their best selves. This podcast is your place for all things health, lifestyle, mental wellness, relationship, business building, and doing it all in a way that gives you the balanced lifestyle that helps you thrive. After nearly a decade as a coach, I've realized that the root of losing weight of building a business, or thriving in any area in life, all comes down to having a positive and growth-based mindset. I believe that your mindset is so powerful and ultimately unlocks everything you want in life. And I'll be sharing so many mindset lessons and hacks in this podcast that will help improve every area of your life. Whether you're trying to lose weight, build a business, improve your relationship, or just be happier, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share with you how to build a balanced life and truly thrive in every area. Let's dive in. What's up everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the balance and thrive podcast. Now, let me just say it is absolutely storming outside right now. So if you hear rain or thunder or rumbling in the background, it's because it's literally storming outside. It's actually really cozy and nice. Like, It's been such a weird summer. We're getting so much sunshine, but also so many storms, like way more rain and storms than I've ever seen in this month in summer. It's so bizarre. But uh, yeah, I was just laying out in the pool for hours earlier. It was so sunny and warm and amazing. And now I'm in my office and I'm looking out the window and it is seriously storming. So yeah, hopefully, maybe, maybe it'll sound cool if there's like storms in the background. Like that's a cozy feeling. Maybe not. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm as always so excited for today's podcast episode. Um, this is going to be what kind of feels a little bit like a controversial topic. Um, definitely one that has uh, you know a lot of people in the um, wellness community, the body positivity community, the health community, the um, eating disorder community, the mental health community, the fitness community everybody has a little bit of a different take on um, the topic of hunger and especially hunger while dieting, experiencing hunger and how to really handle that the morality around that. I feel like everybody's kind of got a different um, a different idea of how we're supposed to respond to this or behavior on this or what our opinion is supposed to be and in fact I I find that sometimes people actually assume something about what I believe to be true about hunger and how I believe we should be responding to hunger. And it's actually not what I what I really feel or believe. So I feel like I just kind of talked in circles a little bit. So let's just dive into this subject today. We're talking about hunger while dieting, experiencing hunger while dieting, how to deal with that, what to do about it, how to help yourself, how to try and prevent it, um, as well as having a little bit of a conversation around... I don't know if morality around hunger is the right issue or the right um, verbiage, if you will, but there's definitely a lot of opinions about how we're supposed to handle hunger and what is the quote unquote right way to respond to the sensation or feeling of hunger. So let's just dive into all of that. So if you've ever gone on a diet before or attempted to dial back your calories, um, you know, portion control your food, you've probably experienced hunger. In fact, I would reckon that probably like 98% of the people who listen to my podcast have dieted maybe even within the last year or two years. And a fair amount of you are currently probably in a weight loss phase or attempting to lose weight. So when I talk about experiencing hunger while dieting, I am sure I am talking to people who have like, this is not your first rodeo. And you know that experience. And in fact, for my own fitness clients, uh, either in Balance and Thrive or my own private fitness coaching clients, hunger is a huge, um, I shouldn't say a huge issue. I, I keep my clients quite well fed, and so they're usually less hungry with me than they are with any other diet they've tried before. However, if you are dieting, there's just a fair chance that hunger will be an issue. It's kind of inherent, not even kind of. It is inherent, right? Because when you are dieting, you know, in order to lose weight, we have to be in a calorie deficit. And what that means is that you have to eat less calories, eat less food than your body burns in a day, right? So, most women usually, you know, most fit or active women, I should say, usually burn anywhere between 1,800 to 2,400 calories a day. Just kind of depends on a number of factors. Um, That being said, in order to lose weight, those people, anyone who's dieting, has to be eating less calories than their body burns in a day, right? So I know I probably burn roughly between 2,000 to 2,200, 2,300 calories a day maybe. I'm a pretty active person. Um, so for me to lose weight, I have to be eating less calories than that, right? I have to be eating, you know, like 1700 calories or 1800 calories, uh, to make sure that I'm in a calorie deficit because it's that calorie deficit that forces your body to utilize stored energy, AKA body fat as energy, right? It's the only way to lose weight. There's no such thing as losing weight without being in a calorie deficit. It's just not a thing, and so it would make sense that if you are eating less calories than your body needs in a day, it's likely that your body is going to send out hunger cues because your body does not necessarily want to go through the process of fat loss. Even if you like have some weight to lose, you know, you feel you very much have weight to lose that your body could stand to lose a few pounds just for uh, health reasons. Even in that case, it's not like your body enjoys the process of fat loss. It's a very uh, energetically consuming um. I want to say this, like experience for your body, process for your body. It's uh, something that your body does not necessarily want to do or enjoy doing. So your body would prefer to get energy just from the food that you eat versus the process of burning fat uh, to utilize that as energy. Fun fact, in case you didn't know that. Um, So that being said, it's not a very pleasant experience for your body for you to eat less calories than you burn in a day and for you to try to force your body to utilize um, stored energy or body fat as fuel, right? Your body doesn't prefer that. It prefers real food. So it makes sense that when you're dieting, your body is sending out hunger cues like, hey, um, yeah, we need some more food because, uh, you didn't feed us enough today and we would like some more food, right? (laughs) It's just normal that that would happen. So that being said though, when we are aiming to lose weight, you could then argue that feeling or experiencing hunger is not only normal, but it might just be like an in, like something that we're just going to experience if we're in a calorie deficit, right? If we are in a calorie deficit and we're eating less calories than our body prefers to have in a day, there's just a, hard, a high chance that you're going to feel hunger from time to time. Now, the issue that I have found, and this is just coming from someone who is a fitness coach who, you know, my major goal with most of my clients is to lose weight, uh, the, the struggle can come in when people start turning hunger into kind of this morality thing. And what I mean by that is, uh, people feel or say that it's wrong to not eat when you experience hunger, right? I'm sure you've seen that online, um, from mental health experts or body positivity gurus or influencers, or even some fitness coaches, right? I've heard it from fitness coaches of like, Oh, you should always honor your hunger. If you feel hunger, feed yourself. That's your body telling you it needs food. Um, however, you know, you might be able to, you might, you're probably connecting the dots by now and realizing like, Oh, you know, I think hunger just might be part of the equation. And it's not that I'm doing something wrong unless you believe that being in a calorie deficit is wrong, which you're, you know, you're allowed to think that way. Um, but being, you know, experiencing hunger and having your body experience hunger and you not doing anything about it, I don't believe is inherently wrong. So that's why I'm not usually the person to say, honor your hunger or honor every hunger, right? When you feel hungry, you should always eat. I don't always feel that way um, for a number of reasons. One being what I've really just described, which is that you know hunger is kind of a normal part of dieting. It's very normal for your body to experience hunger um, while losing weight. But also you can actually feel like you're hungry and have your body send you hunger cues and you're you don't actually need food you need something else um so for example when you are super tired or you don't get enough sleep your body is craving energy and so it is likely to send you hunger cues because it is craving energy because you didn't give it enough sleep so i always tell clients hey if you're not getting enough sleep Um, you know, that really affects you in a number of ways that can make you have more cravings and have less willpower, but also you will more likely feel more hungry because your body's craving energy. You also can experience what feels like hunger when you're thirsty or dehydrated, right? Because your body is just craving something. You can feel you're hungry when you're actually just stressed or when you're really emotional, right? That emotional response of wanting to eat in order to self-soothe can literally feel like hunger. It can literally feel like you want to eat, and that is, um, I, I see that a lot. And you also can have a lot of hunger depending on the types of foods you're choosing to eat, right? Not all calories are created equal and you could have 2000 calories of really nutrient dense foods, lots of, you know, protein and healthy fats and complex carbs and blah 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 or you can have 2000 calories of fast food and potato chips and there's nothing wrong with those foods, but you are so much more likely to end up hungry when you're eating 2000 calories of really processed low nutrient food versus nutrient dense food, you know, 2000 calories of really nutrient dense food. So the foods you're eating really play a huge role in how hunger you end up. So again, you know, hunger, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that hunger is not king. The feeling of hunger, the experience of hunger is not necessarily, you know, your body absolutely needing food and you are a terrible person. If you don't feed yourself when you're hungry, right? The experience of losing weight is just not always a pleasant process. I think that's something that we have to remember because, you know, I've found as a coach that something I have to really work with with my clients is we're all trying to avoid discomfort. That's normal, right? No one's a bad person for wanting to avoid discomfort. But when it comes to our weight loss journey, We are trying to avoid discomfort there. And I have so many clients who, um, and even myself, even myself, I will throw myself under this bus. It's like, as soon as something feels really uncomfortable, such as pushing yourself to do a workout you don't want to do, or, you know, not eating when you've had enough food for the day, but you're, you know, you're experiencing hunger, that's tough. Um, And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people online. There's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of voices telling us that if you are hungry, you should always eat. If you're hungry, you should always eat. Um, and again, I just don't always agree with that because you know, as a coach, again, thinking about weight loss clients of mine, if they were to always eat every time they were hungry, they would never lose weight, right? Or that process would be slowed down tremendously. If every time one of my clients who was trying to lose weight, trying to be in a calorie deficit, if she ate every single time she was hungry, every single time she was craving, that was loud thunder. You had to have heard that. <laughs> but if I had a client who was... Um, Eating every single time she was hungry, there's a fair chance she would be, you know, eating too many calories in a day and would not lose weight. And then, you know, and I've had this experience with clients where they want to lose weight, but they're just not willing to go hungry whatsoever, or they feel like, well, I shouldn't ever experience hunger. You should always honor your hunger. If I'm hungry, it's okay to eat, which is true. Like, there's nothing morally wrong with choosing to eat when you're experiencing hunger. Um, This is less about morality, though, and more about choice and more about what choices are aligned with what you really want, right? And what I find is that I'll have clients, again, who they don't want to, Ever say no to themselves. Whenever they're hungry, they always want to eat. But then they are also extremely frustrated with their weight loss progress. They feel very, very frustrated. They feel like a victim of their diet or a victim of their body. They feel like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to lose weight and I only eat when I'm hungry, which I should be able to do. And yet I'm not losing weight, and this is just so frustrating. Which I get. It is frustrating. I I don't want to take that away from anybody because I've been there too. But. You know, when it comes to weight loss, <laughs> weird pun, but you know, uh, you can't always have your cake and eat it too. Sometimes it's just going to be tough. Sometimes it, it might require a little bit of hunger. Sometimes it might require a little bit of sacrifice. In fact, not even sometimes. Like I, I would say that it, it's kind of a, 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 an uphill battle for a lot of people. And that's why weight loss is so difficult and why m- so many people are not successful with it. But here's the thing. If we can start working on our mindset around hunger and not make it such a bad thing, not make it the enemy, not make it this thing where like we're helpless to it and, oh no, I'm hungry, so I have to eat, and really start to shift our mentality around that and make it okay to experience hunger and to say, I can be hungry and not have to eat, and that is okay... You know, that's part of, for me, helping myself have a healthy relationship with food is not feeling so addicted to it, not feeling like every single experience of hunger I have to eat right? That, that may sound backwards to some people. And I also invite you to just use your own intuition here and your own gut while you're listening to this, because, you know, I'm not the Jesus of of weight loss, (laughs) believe it or not. (laughs) I am not the Jesus of weight loss. I, you know, I don't make the rules here. I'm, you know, telling you what I've experienced based on my own research and study both of, you know, the physical aspect of weight loss, as well as the psychological aspect of weight loss, And also coming to you as a coach who's worked with people on weight loss for eight years now, who knows a thing or two about helping people lose weight and what it really takes and requires both on a physical level and a psychological level. So am I saying don't honor your hunger? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm also not saying that you should honor your hunger, right? I think this comes down to what is most aligned for you. Is it most aligned for you? More thunder. (laughs) Is it most aligned for you to honor your hunger every time it comes because you don't feel good about not eating when you're hungry? Or is it most aligned for you to really buckle down and to stay committed to your weight loss goals and to experience that hunger and to just practice letting yourself know that it's okay and it's something that you can overcome? It really is an interesting conversation, though, and definitely something to be aware of is just that um, hunger can mess with you mentally, right? Like, that's why. First of all, balance and thrive. My, you know, my fitness group coaching program is all about the mindset piece of weight loss because losing weight and um, going hungry, dieting, tracking, all of that stuff can really mess with us mentally. But hunger, especially. Can mess with us mentally. It's very uh, anti-intuitive, I guess, to our body and our mind's desire uh, to really feel, you know, safe and feel like we have what we need, right? Like it really goes against the grain of what our body and mind is craving, which is safety, enough, right? Uh, Having enough food, having enough to take care of ourselves. I mean, it goes against um, instinct, right? Because instinct, what we were all born with to help keep us alive, is, you know always have enough food, make sure you're always eating enough, like going hungry creates this negative space in our head, this negative feeling. And it was, you know, I believe we were designed to because that's what's kept us alive for all of these years is this desire and need to eat to fuel our bodies is what's literally kept us alive, right? So instinctually, we have things in our mind in our body that are going to fight against hunger. And that's a very uncomfy feeling however i do believe it's something that we can um overcome that we can create safety around mentally and emotionally just helping ourselves and our body know like hey yes i'm experiencing hunger but this is okay and more food is coming sounds kind of woo woo but you know i I, this is something i've really helped myself with i don't mind going hungry i used to oh i used to really mind going hungry but i no longer do i no longer struggle like if i have a few hours where i'm going hungry I don't feel restricted, I don't feel obsessive, I don't feel unsafe, I feel fine. I, I feel very safe with food and I I have created this belief and sensation of safety within myself that there is always more than enough food for me and I am never unsafe. Um, that That takes a level of commitment though to really get your mindset in that place and to get to a place where you can be hungry and feel safe and quite honestly, I think it's a dangerous path. I think that it's the path a lot of people start on when they, uh, first start dieting, especially, you know, a lot of times, uh, by major dieting corporations, we're told that hunger is maybe part of the process. Maybe you've known hunger is part of the process. And so you've tried to be really like tough with yourself and like, yeah, you're hungry, deal with it. But the problem I think that comes up for people is when we're doing this extensively, Um, I think hunger is fine. I think letting yourself experience hunger can be fine for a period of time. And that's where I see people get it wrong. You know, to diet for three months or six months and to experience a little bit of hunger in that time is tough, but I think it's manageable. I think it's something people can handle, especially knowing like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be quite this low of a calorie deficit for this long. It's, it's going to get better. And, and, you know, they're motivated by seeing results, blah, blah, blah. The problem that I see is where people diet for years. Um whether they have a ton of weight to lose and they're just taking forever to lose it, or um, they keep gaining and losing the same 10, 20, 30 pounds over and over, or their dieting efforts are actually causing them to gain weight, which is a very, very common thing. So you know, in that scenario, you could be going years with having to deal with hunger, having to deal with sensation of hunger and telling yourself no, and that, I think, can be very dangerous um, and can lead to that feeling of restriction. You know, most people already don't do incredibly well with experiencing hunger semi-long term. Again, it's something that I think really has to be overcome in a dieting phase uh, through mindset work and just a commitment to um, you know certain actions. But saying no to hunger cues long term, I just don't see go I don't see it going well for people. In fact, when I see people diet very long term, right? They feel like they've been dieting most of their life, especially if they've not gotten results. That usually ends up creating that really poor relationship with food that you hear me talk about so much on social media, right? The feeling of restriction, the feeling like you're always dieting, the feeling like you can never just eat. Uh, to you know satiation and eat to feel good. Those feelings come after long periods of dieting and long periods of uh, making yourself go hungry and saying no to things that you want. I believe that we can only say no to that hunger for so long before it really starts to overtake us and create this, this feeling of like restriction, which when you are feeling restricted, when you are feeling like you can't have the food that you want, the natural response is binging. So many people think that binging is about um, lack of lack of control or lack of discipline, which it, it can be. But what I usually find in my practice as a coach is that somebody who struggles with binging is usually someone who's been dieting for far too long, whose body and mind just really cannot take any more restriction. It, it has this effect on them that as soon as they start feeling restricted as soon as they experience hunger and feel like they can't have the food that they want they just have this response of binging and it's it's really common unfortunately because long-term dieting is really common unfortunately and I don't think that that should I don't think people should be doing that to themselves in fact usually I recommend to people to you know be in a dieting phase for no more than three to six months. Maybe nine months if we're in a really mild diet and it feels really okay to you, but to just diet for months and months and months and years at a time really puts your relationship with food in jeopardy and your relationship to your hunger and uh, with binging and restricting. It just puts that on the line. So, you know, in a case like that, if you are someone who struggles with binging, if you are someone who constantly feels restricted, In that case, I think the mindset needs to come first and taking care of that mindset and the way that you feel about food needs to come first before we can go back to dieting. So for example, you know, I have two types of clients. I have the type of client who just really, they hire me because they need help being more disciplined. They need help being more structured. They need help with a plan and a strategy to lose weight. They need the accountability to actually show up, right? That's one type of client I work with. And the other type of client I work with is usually one who is struggling so hard with restrictive dieting and binging that they need to actually work really hard on their relationship with food so they can stop, you know, get out of this cycle. Because again, that, that long-term restrictive dieting, the long-term of just restriction in general, just you could have a very... Um, balanced diet, if you will, but just if you're experiencing hunger, if you're experiencing saying no to yourself, if you're, you're experiencing having to track all of this super long-term, it's I just see it in my practice that I see it start to have a really negative effect on women. They start feeling restricted very, very often, and it creates this binging response where as soon as they feel restricted or they feel like they can't have something, it immediately makes them want it more. And for a lot of people, it can feel unstoppable. It can feel like they can't even stop themselves from binging. And when I see that, I know, oh, you've been dieting for too long. Your brain and body are just having this response because they've had it. Your brain and body have hit their limit. They are not willing to be restricted any longer. Your instincts are just driving you too strong to eat. And when I see that, that's when I usually focus with that person on recovering their relationship with food, healing their relationship with food, losing that sense of restriction um, and stopping dieting for a while. And instead being mindful about actually, yes, honoring your hunger and, you know, with the purpose of teaching your body that it's safe, teaching yourself and your mind that you can always have food when you want it. All food around you is in abundance. You're an adult that can go spend your adult money dollars anywhere, anytime to buy any food that you need. You know, it's just the longer you're in a dieting phase and you're restricting your food intake, the more your body forgets that, the more your mind forgets that, and the more you genuinely feel like you can't have what you want. Um, so it's it's just really depending on, on on the person, I guess, when it comes down to this issue of like, do I honor my hunger and eat every time I eat? Every time I'm hungry, or do I, you know, just understand that hunger is part of the process and it's just, you know, just something I have to learn to overcome? Again, this really just depends on where you are with your relationship with food. And if you find that anytime you restrict your food, um, even a little, now, obviously, if you're having like a 1200 calorie diet or a super low carb diet or any kind of extreme diet. I mean, just about anybody is going to respond poorly to that and is going to have a binge response, which is why I never, ever put clients on any kind of restrictive diet. All foods are allowed. Um, I, I, you know, I really try to nurture a very flexible uh, diet for them that feels abundant and feels like they can always have the foods that they want to eat. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's really just about where you are in that process. If you are feeling really restricted and it keeps causing binges or, If you were, I guess, just caving too much when you're hungry and telling yourself like, oh, well, I have to honor my hunger. It's wrong to go hungry to then maybe understand like, well, actually, it doesn't have to be wrong. Actually, this can just be part of a process that aligns with what I really want, which is to lose some weight and get a little healthier. And, you know, I can't decide that for you. Uh, That's really something that you have to decide for yourself. And even with me recording this podcast episode you don't have to agree with this either, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, just from where I sit as a coach for, you know, eight plus years at this point, this is just what I've seen over and over and over again. And, uh, the thing that I ha- I've had this conversation with hundreds of clients, and it usually brings a lot of clarity for them on what they need to do next So I hope it's not that for you, but let's just wrap this up here with things that we can do to help with hunger. Because even though hunger is often a part of the dieting process, the weight loss process, there is still a lot of things that you can do to really help, um, navigate hunger and decrease hunger without having to just, you know, eat more food necessarily. So let's talk about that. The first thing that you can do to help with hunger is increase the amount of protein that you're eating. This is usually a huge, huge tell for me with clients. If they are telling me that they're experiencing a lot of hunger on the level of calories that I put them on, I I, I almost always know they're getting like less than 60 grams of protein a day. Because if you're not getting a lot of protein, you're really not giving your body a chance to feel like satiated. The way I think about protein is that it really just like kind of anchors our meals to us. That is a completely non-scientific description of what it does. But the more protein you're eating, usually the less hunger you'll have. That's not 100% true. Like we don't wanna just eat protein because then we will, that actually can backfire and we'll be extremely hungry if we're not having enough dietary fats or carbs. Um, But if you are eating a low amount of protein, so like less than 60, 70 grams a day, I would encourage you to increase that You know, how much you should be getting exactly is hard to say, but, um, you know, the bulk of my clients are on between 80 to 100 grams of protein. Some of them might be on a little bit more, but if you're getting at least 80 to 100 grams of protein a day in your diet, you are likely getting enough protein to help combat hunger. Um, The second thing that can help you deal with hunger is increasing your dietary fats, There seems to be a lot of people who think that more carbs in our diet is what helps with hunger, which that can be true for some people, but for women, for most women, increasing dietary fats is actually what helps us uh, be less hungry because dietary fats uh, slow down digestion, which makes you just feel full for longer, um, and they just really work with your body uh, on a hormonal level, I'll say that just really helps with hunger. So if you are struggling with hunger, a lot of times I'll tell clients, hey, let's like dial back the carbs a little bit and increase dietary fats a little bit. And a lot of times I see that really help clients or, you know, I have a lot of clients who will come to me and they eat really carb heavy diets. They, you know, love fruit and pasta and bread, and they're not eating a ton of fats because they're afraid of fats or they feel like, you know, things with fat are bad, like, you know, cheese or whatever. So a lot of times they're on a lower fat diet. And as soon as we crank up those fats, they are like, whoa, I am not hungry anymore because it really does. It slows down digestion. It just helps you feel more satiated. So if you are not, um, you know, if you have room to increase your fats, which, you know, everyone's got a different opinion of what is really an ideal amount of fat in your diet, I honestly will let my clients have up to like 30, 35% of their calories coming from fat. And it usually is totally fine. Uh, And actually, the more fat they have, just the better they feel overall, Uh, it might be something to consider. Another modification you can make to your diet is increasing your fiber. First of all, most of us probably need more fiber than we're getting anyway. <laughs> most of my clients, uh, a lot of them struggle with constipation uh, and not being able to use the bathroom. And again, that's—it's it's almost I almost always know, like, yep, this girl has 10 grams of fiber a day. <laughs> and then I go check their food diary and I'm like, yep, you are not getting enough fiber. So definitely we need fiber for just like general gut health but also when we have more fiber, it can help us feel a little more full as well. The fourth thing that we can do to help with hunger is to watch our meal and nutrient timing watching our meal and nutrient timing so just making sure that our meal timing and even our nutrient timing um, is really ideal for us for example um you know for some people i see them spreading out their meals too far maybe they have breakfast at 7 a.m they don't eat lunch until 12 which is like five hours later then they don't have dinner until seven which is like seven hours later and they're starving in between and i'm like hey Your meals are stretched out way too far. You're just, you know, your body is going to be going hungry because we have your meal stretched out way too far. So in in something like that, it's, we would strategically want to add some snacks in the day, some really, you know, especially higher fat, higher protein snacks to really help with hunger. We'd want snacks like that throughout the day. Um, or potentially some people will come to me and they're having like seven small meals a day and they're never feeling satisfied with their food because they're never actually eating enough to feel full. Right. So it it can be one or the other, either you're having too few meals that there's just too much time between meals and you're experiencing a lot of hunger, or you're eating a ton of small meals or snacks and never giving yourself the ability to feel actually full. So it's like, you just have low grade hunger all day long. So really depending on whatever your issue tends to be, you might want to switch to kind of the other method, right? Either having more meals or having less meals, but bigger meals, right? Um, And another thing, though, is about nutrient timing. And so nutrient timing is really just paying attention to when um, both at the time of the day and when like around your workout and stuff, you're having um, certain nutrients or having certain macronutrients, I should say, For me, the the issue really comes up with carbs. So I have a lot of clients who will come to me having really high-carb breakfasts, like oatmeal with granola or a big fruit smoothie shake with like 70 grams of carbs or a bagel and cream cheese, which there's nothing wrong with those foods in and of themselves, nothing at all. You can totally have those things. But when you are starting your day with a ton of carbs, which all carbs just gets converted into sugar in the body, uh, we, we actually can really mess with our blood sugar levels a little bit in a way that can spike hunger. So interesting thing about carbs is when you're consuming a lot of carbs, especially a lot of simple carbs, um, simple carbs, like really just like sugary carbs, you are spiking your blood sugar. And when that blood sugar drops back down after a little bit, that is when you're gonna experience hunger. So I will have clients come to me and say, I have this huge breakfast of like, a banana, an oatmeal, and a yogurt, but I'm hungry like two hours later. And so I'll say, hey, either A, let's add a fair amount of protein and fat into that breakfast so it's a lot more balanced and we have that protein to anchor those meals a little bit more and that fat to satiate you a little more. Or if the hunger is really bad and they feel like their hunger is just nonstop, ooh, I just bumped my elbow against the wall. (laughs) Um, If their hunger is just like nonstop and it feels like after they eat breakfast, they're just ravenous all day, I will ask them to trial having a breakfast that is just protein and fat, either no carbs or like less than seven grams of carbs and any carbs that they do have, they would only come from like complex carbs or like a complex, you know, like veggies or something. I will have them trial that and that one seems to work really well for a lot of people. I know for myself, I used to like for years have oatmeal and egg whites for breakfast which now grosses me out so much. (laughs) The egg whites part, not oatmeal. Oatmeal's awesome. But I used to have egg whites and oatmeal for breakfast, so a super low-fat diet with a fair amount of protein, but definitely a lot of carbs. And sometimes I'd even have, like, banana or granola in that oatmeal. And I would be so hungry a couple of hours later. And then the more that I just learned about nutrition, nutrient timing, um, you know, insulin levels and blood sugar, and how our body just really processes different types of foods, I realized that hey, you know, switching to a higher fat, higher protein, lower carb breakfast might actually um, ha- help my blood sugar levels be more stable throughout the day. And man, was I right! And this works well for I would say about 80, 85 percent of the women that I suggested to. There are some women who are like oh my gosh, I felt so weak. I had no energy. I felt really woozy. Like it just didn't feel good for me. I was still hungrier than ever. And those are women that usually are just the type of woman who deals better with carbs. Those women definitely exist. (laughs) And it's actually not about your preference. It's about your body's preference, right? I personally love pasta and bread, but my body prefers nuts, seeds, fats, um, meats, things that are high fat, high protein. My body just clearly prefers that and does better with that. So That's something to consider if you're really struggling with hunger. Another thing to help you with hunger is to watch your food quality. Watch the quality of your food. See, you know, check out what you're eating every day and ask yourself if you're eating a lot of processed foods or a lot of sugars or a lot of, um, I don't want to say empty calories because I don't like to define food that way. But, you know, I've got clients who really struggle with, um, you know, especially clients who don't like to cook for themselves. So a lot of what they're doing is, you know, picking up food from restaurants and just making it fit into their calorie goal, which y'all know me. I love my McDonald's. I love my pizza. I fit those things into my calorie goal um, multiple times a week. However, when you really make a habit of doing that, and you're, you know, consistently eating food that is not nutrient dense, that is, doesn't have a lot of um, nutritional quality to it, you are actually like malnourishing yourself, right? You're not getting the the micronutrients that you need. You're not getting um, the quality food that your body really craves. And so it will send out hunger cues because it's like, uh, yeah, thank you so much for the family size bag of Doritos, but we didn't really get anything from that <laughs> except for a stomachache, right? Again, there's nothing wrong with having these types of foods in our diet and enjoying them from time to time. Nothing at all. But when we're eating foods that don't have a lot of nutrients to them or not super nutrient dense, it could leave us feeling a lot hungrier than if we were to eat foods that are a bit more nutrient dense, that have more micronutrients. So, like fresh veggies, fresh uh, fruit, uh, complex carbs, uh, you know, meat and things like that, that can just really help us in the hunger department. That's for sure. And the last two things that I, you know, I'm really going to mention here that can help with hunger is just sleeping more and drinking more water. These could technically be two different line items, but um, these are just really behaviors that you can, that you should be paying attention to if you were, you know, if you care about your health at all. First of all, but if you are someone who struggles with hunger, because again, we can experience hunger cues when we're not even hungry. We may not need food at all, but our body might be like, "LOL, feed us," when in reality we're actually just really tired, or we're, we just didn't get enough sleep, or exhausted, we're stressed out, or we're dehydrated. It's very common when we are dehydrated to feel hungry. So that's something to definitely check and make sure that you are not missing out on sleep that for me is a huge one if i get like less than 6 hours of sleep i already know I'm going to be starving the next day. I I just know it. It always happens. Um, And same with not drinking enough water. If I'm not drinking enough water, I am just going to have more cravings for sure. So making sure you're sleeping enough and making sure you're drinking more water can also help deal with hunger. So, you know, honestly, all of these things that I have mentioned are all things that I have just made a habit for myself. They're things that I over the years have just made a habit of. Like, okay, so I I have a higher fat, higher protein diet. I have the right amount of fiber every day. I sleep adequately every night. I drink at least 80 ounces of water a day. Most of my food is, you know, of good quality. I pay a lot of attention to my meal and nutrient timing. And it's honestly very second nature for me. I know this list might feel like, whoa, that's a lot of things I have to pay attention to. But when you get into the habit of it, it becomes very second nature And I can be honest with you guys, I generally don't deal with much hunger. I I don't feel hunger very often. Um, Even when I'm dieting, I might feel a tiny bit of hunger at night, maybe a couple nights a week, but even that's not very common because I'm just pretty proactive about making sure that I'm eating in a way that helps me not be so hungry. So if you are someone who is trying to lose weight and you're really committed to that goal and you are now believing like, hey, you know what? I think I can be okay being a little bit hungry and I accept that for myself. More power to you and I hope these tips can help you really combat that hunger and and work through it. And I hope that this podcast episode has been helpful for you. So thanks so much. If you love this episode, let me know. I love when you guys direct message me and tell me your thoughts about the podcast or when you leave a review. Those reviews are so, so meaningful to me. And they are also so helpful in me just getting my podcast out to more people. So if you haven't left a review, please leave a review. It means so, so much to me. But as always, you guys, thanks so much for listening and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the balance and thrive podcast. If you love today's episode, do me a huge favor and share a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram story and make sure to tag me so I can see it. I'd also love some encouragement and helpful feedback by having you leave a review of my podcast on iTunes. That would be so incredible, but thanks for hanging out with me again today, guys. Catch you on the next episode of the balance and thrive podcast.